Well, what do you know? Well, what do you know? Depending on who you ask that question, to whom you ask that question, you may be listening a long time. Or not. We all know something. How do we get that knowledge? What fills our head? Where did we hear those things? Where did we hear that? Gail was talking about knowledge and some false knowledge and there's, there's truth. And, but there's all kinds of things. There are all kinds of voices. We have families that pass things on to us. We hear and see advertisements crafted by those wanting us to buy something. There are conspiracy theories that suggest we are being influenced to know only the things they want us to know. And think the way they want us to think. How about a government that erases history so they can control your knowledge and moral compass? That's a reality. It's happened, if you know your history. So many influences... Do you think we have any control over what we program in our little brains? How about our hearts? Our attitudes? Knowledge is a powerful thing. When filtered, (laughs) when filtered, and who is our filter? We have many, actually. But the living filter... Holy Spirit, right? Is that, is that right? And we have a written filter that can help us a lot. The written word. But when filtered wisely, all this that's coming at us and coming in, the things we read, the things we hear, the things we see that we didn't even click on. <laughs> When filtered and taken captive to the Lordship of Jesus, we can live well and have positive influence. We, each one of us, individually, collectively, can make a difference. We can make a difference. We all, most of us in this room, are saved, born again, have been redeemed, have come to life, have passed from life to death, or I'm from death to life, right? The kingdom of darkness, the kingdom of his dear son, the kingdom of light. Why did he leave us here? Why didn't he just take us home? You know? Right? I mean, we were left here to be the church, to have influence. And here, Jerusalem, Judea, to the uttermost parts of the earth, in Franklin, in our homes, on the ball field. We're here to propagate 
the message that Jesus has come to reconcile us to Father, to bring us, to give hope where there is none, to give us a filter, to make us people of influence for the gospel, the good news of hope in Jesus Christ. Amen? Now, we went, uh, James, Phil, Bobby, and I went Thursday to uh, Master Builders Regional Leadership. We do It's a monthly thing. <clears throat> and by the way, there is an a international conference coming up in May. Uh, I'll, I'll get some brochures out. Um, should have had them this Sunday. We got something in the bulletin. If anyone would like to attend, that'd be great. Especially if some of you younger guys come, <clears throat> the younger gals, that would be really, really good. Um, I haven't talked to the trustees yet, but sure would like to help you get there if we can. But Neil Silverberg shared some things with us, <clears throat> and uh, was talking about. There were issues in behavior because there wasn't a knowledge of Scripture and the Lord. So knowledge is important. Here's, here's, here's the story. In, out of Mark 12, 18 through 27, this is in the message. So Sadducees, the party that denies any possibility of resurrection, came up and asked, Teacher, Jesus, they were talking to Jesus, Moses wrote that if a man dies and leaves a wife but no child, his brother is obligated to marry the widow and have children. Well, there once were seven brothers, so they proposed this hypothetical situation, which is not too far-fetched. The first took a wife, he died childless. The second married her, he died, and still no child. The same with the third. All seven took their turn, but no child. Finally, the wife died. <laughs> yeah, probably worn out. When they, raised, when they are raised at the resurrection, this is the important question, when they are raised at the resurrection, whose wife is she? All seven were her husband. And Jesus said, you're way off base. And here's why. One, you don't know your Bibles. This is a message. Two, you don't know how God works. You don't get God. What you know is wrong. It's stuff that you fabricated, stuff that you brought up and or, or invented or created. <clears throat> you need to know what I say and how I work. Twenty-five, verse twenty-five. After the dead are raised up, we're past the marriage business. <laughs> that should be a relief. <laughs> but we think. Crazy. We make all kinds of things about when we, you know, I get to see my husband in heaven, and I'm, I'm always thinking, well, which one are you going to see? You know, what are you going to do? What are you going to have? It's not, it's not, and actually, I told one person that, and, and they left Franklin Covenant because I wasn't empathetic, you know, with their. 
desire to see their loved ones. Y'all, God is so amazing. <laughs> All of our relationships will be on such a higher plane. It'll be different. For now, He's given us marriage for now. Right? I love having a wife now. I'm going to be a wife up there. That's really weird. I better take some lessons from Gabby. <clears throat> but we, you know, if we know that, do we act like that? I mean, if we really you understand that and, and, and comprehend that. And these guys had trouble because these, these were smart people right here, these Sadducees. You know? They were, I mean... So what do we know? Do we know our Bibles? Do we know how God works really? Well, not completely. It would be a little difficult because we have such pea brain minds compared to his massive, incredible, eternal mind and life. After the dead are raised up, we're past the marriage business. As it is with angels now. All our ecstasies and intimacies then will be in God. I'm glad he just comes out and says And regarding the dead, whether or not they are raised, don't you ever read the Bible? How God at the bush said to Moses, I am, not was, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. The living God is God of the living, not the dead. You're way, way off base. Oh, man. So I'm, I'm kind of gathering from that that knowledge is kind of important. You know, they err because of their lack of knowledge of the Scripture and of the ways of God. It's important. That's what we're here we need to encourage each other in these things. Speak to one another in psalms, psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Making melody in our hearts, right? All those things are to build us up and to draw us closer to Him. In proximity, in heart, and in understanding. In Luke 19, 37-44, this is today's English version. Jesus is passing through. This is um, what we would call Palm Sunday. And we weren't actually passing through. We, we, we was going through the streets, but he was there until he died. When he came near Jerusalem at the place where the road went down the Mount of Olives, the large crowd of his disciples began to thank God and praise him in loud voices for all the great things that they had seen. God bless the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory to God. And some of the Pharisees in the crowd spoke to Jesus. Teacher, they said, command your disciples to be quiet. And Jesus says, I tell you, that if they kept quiet, if they keep quiet, the stones themselves will start shouting. And then there's a little shift. He came closer to the city and when he saw it, he wept. Over it. Man, if I was getting that kind of applause and accolades and everything, we're going, yeah, I'm bad to the bone. Good. You know? <laughs> and Jesus, in the midst of all of that praise and all that declaration, wept. He wept. 
Why? He said this, if you only knew today what is needed for peace. If you only knew today what was needed for peace, but now you cannot see it. The time will come when your enemies will surround you with barricades, blockade you, and close in on you from every side. They will completely destroy you and the people within your walls. Not a single stone will they leave in its place because you did not recognize, you did not know, you did not see the time when God came to save you. They had an understanding of why Jesus was coming to reestablish some kingdom that the Jews would then be rulers again and on the top and not on the bottom anymore. Not under Roman rule. And Jesus was saying, you don't get it. You've done some mighty things. You're a miraculous miracle. <laughs> That's kind of redundant. Working God. You're amazing. We like what you do. And he knows he's going straight to the cross. I mean, three days. Or a week, or however long it was. How long was it between the triumphal entry and sexual crucifixion? That's what makes for peace. The shedding of blood. The giving of the Son of God. That's what makes for peace. Not rulership, not government, not democracy, not socialism. Although I do like capitalism. That's just personal. Just erase that. Strike that from the tape. <coughs> you did not recognize the time when God came to save you. To save you. In John 14, 26 through 27. The Holy Spirit, the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything. Teach you. That's about knowledge. Teach you everything and make you remember all that I have told you. Peace is what I leave with you. It's not... It is... My own peace that I give you. It's my peace that I give you. I do not give it as the world does. Do we know the difference? Do we understand the peace that Jesus has brought us is not necessarily everything going just right. It's not necessarily absence of war. It's not necessarily, right? But it's something that happens in here. No matter what the circumstance, you remember Paul, no matter what circumstance I find myself, right? I've learned to, be, to abound and to be abased. And so he says, my peace I leave with you. I do not give it like the world gives. Change the way you look at things. Is your knowledge from the word of God or from the words of men? Is your knowledge of 
God's ways or of ways that people say are God's ways? And then he says this, and I, I love this. Do not be worried and upset. Do not be afraid. We need to know what is needed for peace. We need to know what time it is. What time is it? You were made for such a time as this. What time is it? Does anybody really know what time it is? Anybody really care? Chicago Transit Authority, bring it, brothers. I'm afraid too much of my knowledge comes from that. What time is it? Do we really know what's needed for peace? Jesus. John eight thirty one and 32 in the message. If the Son sets you free, that's the, that's the title thing, and sometimes I forget to erase that. Then Jesus turned to the Jews who had claimed to believe in him. If you stick with this, living out what I tell you, you are my disciples for sure. Then you will experience for yourselves the truth. And the truth will free you. Amen? And like Gail shared with us, Jesus said, I am. I am. Not I was. I am. The way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And that's what the Bible says, but that's not what the world said. So knowing the truth, that was so apropos this morning. There are the things, these are the things that we need to know. Jesus is the person we need to know. Mark 16, 15 through 20, New American Standard. And he said to them, go into all the world. And preach the gospel to all creation. We need to know the gospel. And we need to know the Jesus of the gospel. He who has believed and has been baptized shall be saved. But he who has disbelieved shall be condemned. These signs will accompany those who have believed. In my name they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will pick up serpents, and if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. This is what the Scripture says. Is this what we know? So then, when the Lord Jesus had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat down, sat down at the right hand of God. And they went out and preached everywhere. In response to this knowledge and this decree and this declaration, they went out and preached everywhere while the Lord worked with them and confirmed the word by the signs that followed. Wow! Knowing the right things is real important. 
And some manuscripts, manuscripts include this. And they promptly reported all these instructions to Peter and his companions. And after that, Jesus himself sent out through them, east to west, the sacred and imperishable proclamation of eternal salvation. Wow. This is what we know. This is what we know. This is what a lot of people don't know. This is why we're still here. This is why he formed the church. To declare to the world, to the principalities and powers, Ephesians. Powerful. This is what we know. This is what we share. This is what we share. Talk about influence. Talk about influence. Talk about making a difference. Well, what do you know? What do you know? Let's pray. Lord, we want to know the truth. Lord, Holy Spirit, be our filter. Lead us into all truth. Teach us all the things that you've commanded. Lead us in your way. Help us to know you and your ways. Help us to recognize the time in which we live. Help us to recognize our call in this time. As individuals, as families, as the church. Through us, empower us to go out. Jerusalem, Judea. Samaria and the uttermost parts of the earth. Lord, let us see the world the way that you do. Let us know in our minds and in our hearts your plan, your way, your presence. And may we be influences for your kingdom. Involved in your kingdom purposes. Even as we rear families and make livings. <laughs> and enjoy retirement. And whatever we do. Play ball. Watch March Madness. May we somehow, in the midst of all of that, be about our Father's business. Your business. Your business. Bring clarity in knowledge. By the power of Jesus, the resurrected Christ. Amen. And amen. Don't forget. Love one another. If you need...